We read in the Bible about people who are influenced or even possessed by demons. They cause people to suffer emotionally, mentally, behaviorally, even physically. The real question is, can that still happen today? Does it still happen today? So we're going to see what the Bible has to say about that. So I'm happy to have Brother Nick, or Papa as he's known in our family, or Nick Harris uh, at, with us today on our podcast. Lots of years of experience in ministry. And uh, so we're going to talk about this subject of demonic influence and possession. They're two, okay. two different things. But, <clears throat> uh, I think both of us saw the movie that's come out this year, Nefarious. Right. And the plot is that there's a man who is on death row who uh, is facing um, death. Mm-hmm. And a psychiatrist comes in to evaluate whether the man is sane or not. And what we find is this man is possessed by demons. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what your what your thought was on that movie. Uh, without giving away any plot lines, uh, maybe, we. Yeah. What, what did you think about that? Well, it was a very thought-provoking movie, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I, I had uh, kind of some... Mixed feelings as I watched it, but uh, you feel sorry for the the man yes. that is possessed. Mm-hmm. You feel a lot of anger toward the demon that yes. is possessing him. And in the as the movie progresses, you find out that this man actually allowed the demon in. You know, yes. it wasn't uh, it wasn't <clears throat> like the demon just kind of. Jumped on a guy yes. that was just uh, walking down the street, you know. Right. But uh, right, and so uh, I think I think we have to believe that demon possession and demon oppression is real. Yeah, or much of the New Testament wouldn't make much sense it's, it's because true. Jesus certainly dealt with uh, demonic powers, yep. and uh, and we know we know they're real. Yeah, the thing I loved about it is, and by the way, I was. I was a little nervous going in watching because I don't like stuff like that. I don't like mm-hmm. watching movies that are that deal with what appears to be like occultic like stuff. But this was different. This this was made by Christians, written by Christians, and I took away this um, reality of like, okay, here's the here's the story of how the enemy works in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it was almost uh, written toward that end of here's how he gains a foothold. Here's how he gains a place. Here's what he's doing in individuals, what, he, what his ultimate goal is, and what he's doing in culture today. So right. from all that, I, by the end of it, I wasn't, um, I wasn't scared. I was more fired up like, all right. Right. I know I'm reminded again of what his plot is. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go set some captives free kind yeah. of deal. And the Bible makes it clear that we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, exactly. his schemes, <clears throat> his, uh, his ways of working. And so for us to just negate it, for us to say, well, demons aren't real, right. that, that'd be one of his devices. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're falling yeah. right in line with yeah. his plot line. Yeah. So uh, in your years of ministry, you've had some experiences like this. You've, you've encountered situations with people where there was overt demonic activity, right? Right. Uh, and I'm not an expert in the, the demonic realm right. by any means, but I have had some experience. Back in the 70s especially, there were several books that came out mm. uh, in the 70s that talked about uh, demonic influence, demonic possession. Mm. And I read many of those books mm-hmm. and and, uh, and I actually had some experiences when I was pastoring a church in Tennessee uh, it was in a little town where there seemed to have been a lot of demonic activity in wow. that town. Mm. And uh, I remember a, a evangelist friend of mine had come, and we were praying. 
and really doing some spiritual warfare. We were in mm. the uh, sanctuary of the church. We were mm-hmm. praying, and mm. there was a, a weight that was on our back that mm. was, uh, it was like we were carrying another person on our back. It was a wow. very scary moment, and uh, we both felt it. We both were mm. were just almost pressed down to the floor, mm. and uh, we began to, to cry out in the name of Jesus and mm-hmm. and uh, pray fervently, <clears throat> and the uh, the weight lifted. And uh, this sounds scary, but yeah. even the the doors of the church, we heard them fly open and, and, and shut again, and nobody was there but us. And it was almost wow. like this presence was upon us. We yeah. were we were uh, actually dealing that week with spiritual warfare. Mm. And uh, so I know there are people who would say, well, that was psychological right. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Coincidental. But it was yeah. real, very wow. real. And then uh, for a while, even after I came out here, I had a counseling uh, office down in Austin, Texas with a pastor friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And he was involved in a lot of... Um, uh, demonic activity. Of course, this was Austin, so you would. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and, exactly. Uh, so uh, uh, there were several occasions where we would encounter people who would speak with a, a different voice. They wow. would uh, uh, say threatening things. They would uh, while uh, you're meeting with them. While we were meeting with them, mm-hmm. and this uh, one one person, and again, I tell this, and I, I don't know if I'd believe it if I hadn't seen it, but yeah. this one woman just collapsed on the floor and then began to speak in this just real gravelly voice. And then uh, she stood up, but she didn't bend at the waist. She just came up no. like a, it was a, unbelievable almost. I, wow. I almost, you saw it. I saw it happen. That's crazy. I almost ran out of the room. And, yeah. uh, and this pastor began to... Uh, uh, command the demon to leave, and it was a kind of what they called back then a, a, a power encounter, you know. Yeah. And it didn't seem to be mm-hmm. working. And she even would say to him, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving, you know. And uh, and then I said to the woman, I said, now, now what is your name? And, and mm. there were two names. The demon gave a name, and then and I said, no, I, I want to know your name, the woman's name. And she told me her name, and I said, I want to speak to you. Sure. And uh, and I said, do you want this demon gone? Mm. Do you want this influence gone out of your life? And in tears, she said, yes, I do. Then I said, then I want you to pray, and, yeah. and in the name of Jesus, ask the Spirit to be gone. And she did, and then she just collapsed. She just uh, went limp on the floor. When she got up, her face was radiant, and she said, uh, it's gone, it's gone. So that was uh, that was uh, another kind of terrifying experience yeah. for yeah. me. And wow. then I'll tell you one more. Yeah, good. Go <laughs> when, when I pastored here in uh, Texas back 50 years ago, Okay. There was a man that I would go visit. He was a barber, mm-hmm. and I would go specifically to witness to him, and he was uh, never interested at all. Mm-hmm. And after I moved to Tennessee, he called me one night and said that he uh, uh, needed to come see me, that he needed to be saved and set mm-hmm. free, that he was that something had a grip on him. And so mm-hmm. he came, drove nine hours, and 
got to my wow. house about uh, nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. We began to meet and pray. My wife was in the bedroom praying fervently. And mm. and as I would pray with this man, try to talk to him and share scripture with him, he would jump up and run to the bathroom, lock the door. And I thought, well, that's rather strange. And he mm. did that about three times. And then finally, I just kept trying to get him to just say the name of Jesus, just call out to mm-hmm. Jesus. And and he could not say the name. He would try, he'd say, but he couldn't say it. Finally, about midnight, really, uh, we had a breakthrough. He cried out, called on Jesus to save him. Mm. And when he did, he jumped up and ran out on the porch, and he just threw up. He just vomited up. I mean, almost unbelievable amount of stuff came out of him. And then when he came back in, his face was uh, uh, relaxed. And, wow. and and he said, do you know the reason that I kept jumping up and leaving? And I said, I, no, I don't. I, yeah. And he said, well, there was a voice in me telling me to kill you. And he said, when I would feel that impulse, uh, like I was going to actually attack you i would i would jump up and run to the bathroom and lock the door and wow. uh, so uh and by the way that man i've i've followed him over the years he's a he actually lives here in texas wow. and uh i was up to see him not long ago at the hospital he was in the hospital for something he's become a a, a christian worker he works huh. in rescue missions and uh wow. he's a dear dear friend of mine and yeah. uh, so that's uh, so you can attest that it's real. It is real. Yeah, it sure it's is. very real. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that um, we don't see it a whole lot, right? I guess. And um, when you do, it, you hear about it. Maybe it's happening in a foreign country somewhere, or right. some extreme situations. But the Bible's clear that stuff really happened to That's people, right. and stories like this confirm that it does. I mean, the Scripture points to many stories. Uh, through the ministry of Jesus, of course, right. in Matthew nine talks about a man. It says they behold, they they brought a man to him who was mute and demon possessed. Right, there were people who were obviously not just affected by, but were possessed by. They were controlled by. In Matthew twelve, it says there was one brought to him who was demon possessed. In the book of Acts, it talks about a, a young girl who was possessed. Now that's a little bit different uh, topic because there's. There's influence or effect on someone, but then there's possession right. where a demonic force has taken over someone, right. which like in the movie Nefarious, just like in the movie. And would you say these that you that you experienced were they more like possessions or were they just influence? Do you have a way of knowing? I guess. Well, I think the man that came to Tennessee uh, from here, uh, he was definitely possessed, mm-hmm. and when he when when he received Jesus, when he mm. prayed and called on the Lord, I think he was genuinely saved. And right. so when the Holy Spirit <clears throat> yep. came into him, yep. the evil spirit was driven out. I do yep. not believe that a, a true Christian who has the Spirit of God living in him, and right. that's what a true Christian is, yep. the man does not have the Spirit of Christ. He's not his. Right. And so the Holy Spirit will not share that house, I don't think. And, yeah, uh, and that chooses the question that Christians want to know. is like, okay, right. well, can, can a Christian be possessed? And you, and you find passages like Ephesians 2, it says, uh, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So those who are not uh, of Christ, they can be, can be. possessed 
controlled by. Um, in Colossians 1, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, forgiveness of sins. And of course, 1 Corinthians talks about that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right. uh, whom we have from God, we are not our own. So yeah, the Bible um, points toward this idea that Christians cannot be possessed, possessed. by, and, and as far as inhabited by and controlled by, and what's interesting is uh, Christians ask that question, and then there's usually a response. It's, it's a relief, one, like, okay, whew, yeah, that's good to yeah. know. But for some, and, and I've, I've struggled with some of this over the years, is, <clears throat> okay, well, then I can just kind of dismiss anything uh, as being demonically influencing on me. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can't control me, then I can kind of check that off as, well, no need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But- is that going too far, you think? Yeah, I think it is going too far. You know, a, a very popular book by C.S. Lewis is mm-hmm. called uh, The Screwtape Letters. Yep. And even though it's uh, fictional to some degree, it's uh, uh, it's, <clears throat> it's about the workings of uh, demonic spirits mm-hmm. on people, mm-hmm. uh, either non-Christians to try to prevent them from coming to Christ, and yep. then even on Christians after they come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And he says in the introduction to that <clears throat> book that... Uh, uh, people's attitude toward demons usually fall in one of two extremes. Either they they are to the extreme of that they they make too little of demons. They right. act like they don't even exist. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. believe they're real. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the other extreme is to believe that uh, they just control everything. They're everywhere you know, they see a, a demon everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So I would think that those same demonic forces would love for us to dismiss. Absolutely, deny, uh, absolutely. The fact that they are present. Yeah, if I were a bank robber and I could make myself <laughs> invisible. <laughs> exactly. And uh, say, well, no, nobody knows I'm here and yeah. nobody believes I'm here. Yeah. Uh, I could do a lot of damage. Exactly. So, and and they, they do, they operate under the radar. They operate camouflage. They're not, uh, they rarely ever recognize themselves as or acknowledge that they are demonic. That's right. They, they yeah. present themselves as something different. That's right. Uh, By they, the way, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a bank robber. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> clear clear not, that. That's not, probably not the best illustration. It's not a deep desire of yours. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure they would love for us to dismiss it. Sure. And, yeah. and think, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that at all. That's uh, right. I'm, I can't be possessed, so I'm fine. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally free. But... The New Testament seems to present a different story. Absolutely, that that there's um, there should be some sense of which we should be aware. Yeah. So that's I guess that brings to our second question: is can Christians be influenced or affected by demonic forces? Yeah, and I think probably almost every Christian would uh, remember some times mm-hmm. where some terrible thought just popped into their mind. True. You know, even a thought of maybe a suicide. One person told yep. me one time he was driving and and he just had this thought, you need to run your car yes. into this bridge abutment yes. over here. Just and he thought, where did that come from? You right. know, I, I don't I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And and that's certainly been true in my life. There have been times mm-hmm. where of course I've been a Christian for a long time now and and I think there are times that I recognize yep. demonically uh, implanted thoughts, yep. and I'm able to come against them with the Word of God. Yeah. But uh, early on in my Christian life, there were thoughts that I would have, and I would think, well, uh, I 
I may be losing my mind. Yes. I would think, you know, maybe I'm going <clears throat> crazy. Mm-hmm. By the way, I worked in a mental hospital when I was oh, 15 my. years old, and uh, I was a kind of a maintenance helper. <laughs> and uh, there were many people there who I believe probably were demon possessed. Wow. There were now. That's not to say that everybody who is yeah. having mental issues exactly. is demon, demonized. Yeah. But there were some people, especially in the criminally insane. Yeah. wards and units yeah uh and they had these eyes that just almost mm. looked uh, demonic yeah. and uh and yeah. there were there were a lot of people i didn't know anything at all about mm. demon possession at that time mm. but later on <clears throat> as i began to learn about it read the bible after i'd become a christian i thought well i believe some of those people were were possessed yeah. by demons wow and and again like you said not to say that every emotional, mental, psychological issue is demonic, but there are some yeah. that are rooted in some type of um, open door has been given to demonic forces or lies that has created some emotional, mental, behavioral, even physical issues. That's right. Right? Yeah, and if, if that wasn't a possibility then you wouldn't have passages like Ephesians 6 where it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. You may Mm -hmm. be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, Mm -hmm. take up the whole armor of God. Like, Sure. This is a real deal. This is this is yeah. a, a war, and it's it's so intense that you're going to need armor for it. That's right. The spiritual whole concept armor. of spiritual warfare would be meaningless if there wasn't an enemy yeah. with whom we were were warring. Yeah, you know? I mean the way Paul writes it there is that like you're going to have to have this armor, and you're going to have to fight just to be able to do all you can to stand. That's right. So, I mean, yes, if you're going to dismiss demonic uh, spiritual warfare, then you have to dismiss some significant passages of Scripture yeah. to do so. So uh, we, ought, we are taught to be on guard, and the Bible indicates that even Christians can be influenced and controlled That's by right. demonic forces. Yeah, their mind, especially if they give their mind yeah. over and they begin to mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. thoughts that are not spiritual thoughts, mm-hmm. the Bible says, as a man thinks... In his heart, so is he. Yeah. And if I if I'm giving my mind to wrong, to deceptive thoughts, right. then everything else about my emotions will follow and exhibit that lie. And yep. of course, the Bible refers to Satan as a liar, yep. as a deceiver, <clears throat> yep. as an accuser. Yep. There's all these different terms, and and in my own life, I found that that's that's when. I feel the grace attack when I feel an accusation. Yes. When I feel that Satan is just coming at me with, you're no good, yes. you're a failure, you know, you're you're not adequate to take yep. care of. Yep. And and uh and that is that's spiritual warfare. It is. It's not just a matter of trying to uh get my mind right. You just right. not try to read a book on how to think positive, <laughs> positive you know. Attitude. Uh-huh. Right. And right. uh it, it's a spiritual matter. Yeah. And which it kind of brings this next idea or question is, well, can is it possible for that to happen and us not realize that it's happening? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, there's a lot of things that, as especially as young Christians, mm-hmm. we don't we're not familiar, we're not 
aware of even of what the Bible says, yes. and we haven't developed a biblical mindset, yep. and so we don't know how to let this mind, the mind of yes. Christ, be in us. Yeah. And so uh, Satan has a heyday, I think, with uh, immature, yep. uh, uninformed Christians. And yep. the Apostle Paul says so many times, we would not have you to be ignorant, brother. Mm-hmm. We want you to be informed. And Peter's last word in 2 Peter 3.18 is, mm-hmm. grow in grace and in the yes. knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. And uh uh, it is it's truth. It's knowing truth mm-hmm. yep. that actually give is our greatest defense. So another place the Bible says faith is the victory. Yes, yes, <clears throat> yeah. So you get verses like First Timothy four, where it says the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits right, exactly. and doctrines of demons. So there you get this idea that. Well, yeah, you you can yield to it, maybe not even realizing what you are yielding to. Exactly, doesn't mean that they just come upon you against your will, mm-hmm. but you're yielding your will because you've been deceived. That's right. And the thing about it, people who are deceived do not know they're deceived. <laughs> that is true. They believe that they're thinking correctly. Yes. And uh, again, mm-hmm. that's. That's the vital necessity of filling our mind with yes. the truth of the Word of God. Yes. And uh, it's not just preacher talk to no. say you need to read your Bible, no. you know. No, the Bible is our defense. It is our defense system, and the Spirit of God in yep. us is our defense system. Yeah, so uh, 2 Corinthians eleven three, Paul writes, says, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Right. And he's talking to believers. Exactly. exactly. And, yeah. and, and, and warning them that there is the possibility that you can be deceived uh, and corrupted yeah. from your simple faith. Yeah. So that, that ought to be just a little bit of warning signal for yeah. us. And the truth is that every, <clears throat> every cult... Mm. Uh, Usually, not always, but usually started by a sincere person mm-hmm. who has been uh, deceived yep. into believing wrongly. Yep. And, uh, and then so I, I'm sure they have some satanic help yep. to deceive others. Right. And when you get men like Jim Jones mm-hmm. uh, back in Guyana back mm-hmm. years years ago, mm-hmm. most of your listeners won't remember that, <laughs> but he led a thousand people to commit suicide. Right. And uh, uh, Satan must just be uh, must be celebrating when that kind of thing happens, especially when it happens in the name yep. of religion. Yes. yes, even more so. Yeah, you have instances where Peter is having a conversation with Jesus, and Jesus says to him, "Get behind me, Satan! You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men." Here's Peter, who's walking with Jesus, yeah, and he is deceived and believes a lie and Jesus confronts him in it. So it definitely proves the point that, yeah, we as Christians even can be deceived Mm -hmm. and not realize it. That's right. But yet we have taken the step of allowing it. Right. And from what we read in scripture, there's an effect that's not just spiritual. It starts there, but it, it can spill over into other parts. It can Absolutely. spill over to our emotions, our thinking processes, our behavior, even mm-hmm. our and body. Even our body, that's right. Yeah. So you have this unusual 
um, set of verses in 2 Corinthians 2 where Paul's talking about uh, forgiving someone within the church who had committed an offense. And, and Paul says there, he says, um, now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if I indeed have forgiven anything, um, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us, mm-hmm. for we are not ignorant of his devices. So what is this point here? Why is Paul connecting their lack of or potential lack of forgiveness with Satan taking advantage of them? Yeah, well, well, I think, you know, uh, when we refuse to forgive, when somebody has genuinely repented and we mm-hmm. refuse to forgive and we continue to hold that, that then we become almost like Satan. We mm-hmm. become the accuser uh, of, of the brethren. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, of course, he's talking there even in a church setting. He yes. says, lest he take advantage of us. Whew. And so Satan <clears throat> can not only deceive an individual, yeah. He can actually work through individuals to deceive a whole congregation. Yeah. And with that reference, it's it's in the context of allowing bitterness and resentment and right. hatred. That exactly. You, you open the door for that. Now, another, yeah. another similar reference from Ephesians where he says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Right. There again, you get this picture of if you allow anger to remain in your heart, right. you, you provide an open door you provide the agreement. Yeah, and that word for place there is the word that actually means a, a fortified uh, position. It's, wow. it's like let, giving <clears throat> giving Satan an opportunity to set up a stronghold yeah. in our in our heart and in our yeah. mind. And as you pointed out earlier, his, his tactics are clear. He, he's called in the book of Revelation the accuser uh, of the brethren. This is what he does. Mm-hmm. And, and like you mentioned, whenever... The feelings and and thoughts and spirit of guilt and shame and fear and defeat come over you. That's not just an emotional problem, right? Right. That's, that's right. That's spiritual attack mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. So we have to be on guard against right. those. And other people usually recognize it as <laughs> our as the emotion. Yes, they see it. They see the symptoms of it. Yep. And we may even just see the symptoms of it. Yep. But uh, it's just like, you know, with a, with a disease, you know, if you have measles, you don't just uh, paint the little spots, you know, <laughs> and try to cover them up. You, you, you deal with, uh, with yeah. the measles virus. Yeah, and there actually are symptoms. They show up. That's right. You don't just have measles in theory. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the question then, well, how does this happen? If, if, if Christians, they can't be possessed, but they can be deceived by, mm-hmm. they can actually have a stronghold develop in their life, a place Satan can gain a foothold. But how does that happen? Does, he, mm-hmm. does it just happen arbitrarily? Does it just happen without our awareness? Or what is, what is, what is how, how does all mm-hmm. that work? Well, again, I think part of it is that we, we let down our offensive guard you know mm-hmm. and 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 then we let down our defensive guard yeah the the best way to overcome satan is by being filled with the spirit yeah. and walking in the spirit being filled with truth being mm-hmm. filled with the word of god mm-hmm. and that's that's the best thing so when we begin to lay those things aside yeah uh, that that's a that does kind of give a little opportunity yeah. That's what the Bible calls it, is giving an opportunity for Satan. Yeah. But then there are some specific things. If we, uh, if we 
yield mm-hmm. to a, a temptation, mm-hmm. and then we refuse to deal with it, refuse to confess it. We just yep. think, well, it's just a little thing. Right. And the uh, uh, Bible says, beware the little foxes that yeah. spoil the vines. And sometimes we, we let just a little sin in, yeah. and we don't acknowledge it as sin. We don't deal with it. Uh, and and that opens the door for something bigger. Yeah. And, and then, true. of course, the the spirit of anger, bitterness, yep. resentment, envy, jealousy, those kinds of things right. are just almost open invitations for uh, spiritual uh, guidance or misguidance, true. you might say. Yeah. So there's this curious reality, truth, that God has established us, the created, with a will. Yeah. We have a will to choose. And... He, though he could, does not violate that. Mm-hmm. Even God does not. He, he, loved, he loved us, sent his son to die for us while we were still sinners. But does he, does he force his hand upon us? Well, no, I don't think he forced it. I mean, the Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit yeah. are the children of God. And so uh, he does guide us, lead us, prompt us, mm-hmm. uh, but again, he doesn't force us. We do have a choice. We have a yeah. choice to obey. Otherwise, uh, we would just be uh, like AI. You know, we would be exactly. Yeah, then it wouldn't uh, like be a faith. Computer. It, it wouldn't be, be faith. Love. That's right. Uh, Jesus said, "As many as received, or the Bible says about Jesus, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God." That's right. There's a there's an act of our will that is, of course, it's initiated by God's Spirit working right. within us, but there is. There's a there's a there's a, a line that he has established that even he won't violate. Right, and especially for the believer, the bar- yes person who is truly a child of God. Yeah, uh, he lives every. In fact, so much of the New Testament appeals to that very thing. You yes. know, the first half of almost all of Paul's letters are just heavy doctrine. Yep. And then the last half is very practical, and he tells yep. us, you know, to lay aside this thing, to put off this, to put on this. Yeah. And obviously, uh, uh, as a Christian, we do that. We yep. It's not automatic. God doesn't dress us every morning, yeah. you know. Uh, we, we have to dress ourselves. Even yeah. the armor of God, he says, put on the whole armor of yes. God. He doesn't say, okay, uh, uh, I'm going to put it on for you. you yeah. Know? So if he has established that way with himself and us, then that same truth is applicable as well for us and evil. That's right. Satan cannot just force his will upon us, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely not. Again, uh, even in the garden, Mm -hmm. Satan did not grab that... uh, Apple off the tree and cram it in Eve's mouth. You exactly. Know? He actually did it by lying, deceiving uh, through subtlety. He he said, uh, "Has God said?" Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so he still works that same way. You know, yes. he's the Bible tells us he's a liar from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He, the the murder is his goal, yes. obviously. Yes, and and the the lie is his method. Yeah, so. You know, we find verses in the New Testament, even uh, from James, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So mm-hmm. there, there is the power Absolutely. within us, our will and faith, the Spirit right. of God within us, to refuse and resist or to believe a deception and open the door 
maybe not realizing what we're opening the door to, yeah. but we have intentionally done that in that moment. That's right. We open the door. So uh, demons cannot go where they are not given authority or permission to go. Permission, that's right. So uh, that's important if we're talking important. about, okay, what about us as Christians? How do they gain a foothold? Well, it would be through our intentional choice, choice. to believe deception. That's right. A lie. That's so. Right. Um, there's a there's a phrase that's that's used today, and we've used it here at Vertical. Um, it's important what we make an agreement with. That's uh, right. Agreeing with truth, or yeah. a, or if we make an agreement with a, a lie or a deception, then we open the door. Let's talk about that for just a moment, because that becomes really the way mm-hmm. that evil gains its power. Yeah, in a sense, that's what faith is. <laughs> yes, faith is agreeing with what God says. Yes, and agreeing with it to such a degree that it actually changes our life. Yes. You know, there is a kind of faith that doesn't, that's not faith. It's a saying right. faith, not right. saving faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the real faith, genuine faith, that's the reason the Bible says faith is the victory. Mm-hmm. And when the Bible talks about the armor of God, I guess you read all that, that yeah. armor, it's it's about believing the truth, the yes. belt of truth, the shield of faith. Yes. And, uh, that's uh, that's the way we 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 win. Yeah, yeah. And then again, First John four uh, says, "Beloved, <clears throat> do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits sure. to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world." That's interesting phrasing there. Every spirit, because um, it didn't say it didn't say the word words. Do not believe every word. Yeah. Don't believe every spirit, because we can all, like you mentioned earlier, we can all. Agree. There's been a time where a feeling or a sense has come over us, mm-hmm. a sense of self uh, worth. It's tanked, you know, mm-hmm. or a, a sense of great accusation or a sense of rejection. Is that demonic? Yeah. Well, activity. I, yeah, I think that it kind is of certainly, spirit. And and it's if we give in to that, yes. then we're we're inviting the spirit. To push it even further. You yes, know, we're making an agreement with that's it. That's right, exactly. Yeah, if, exactly. You, if you agree with a spirit of condemnation that comes over you, yeah, you you, you just open your screen door. That's exactly. soon you might be opening your front door. Front door that's and, right. And soon you might be opening your kitchen door. You yeah, know, that's All right. of that, all the way into the house. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's, let's take it one step further. Let's talk about what are some of those agreements? What are those things that open the door? Because... Now we're getting down to the real practical nitty-gritty pieces here. If there's statements, if there's a sense, if there's mm-hmm. a spirit that we need to be careful of, then let's let's talk about that for just yeah, a moment. What are some yeah. of those things we might make an agreement with? Well, the thing about it is that most of us have had lies told to us even when we were small children. You know, yep. a, a father who says to his Son, you know, you can't do anything right. Yes. You know, or just those kinds of things. I think Satan delights in those kinds of seeds being planted in the minds of, yep. of especially of children. Yes. And, uh, yes. And then as they, as we get older, he's able to capitalize on those lies. Yes. And those are the things that kind of, so we naturally think, well, uh, we don't think of that as being demonic. No. We think of it as either being, well, that's just who I am. That's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's me. You yeah. know, I'm just the failure. I yep. uh, I, I can't do anything yep. right. I'm yep. not very smart. And uh, and and that 
then we agree with that. Yes. And Satan delights in that because then he's able to push that further. Yes. And to a point even of of bondage, you know, a point Correct. of actually putting us in a, a prison of shame or yep. guilt or yep. failure or, mm-hmm. or insignificance, those kinds of things. Yeah. So uh, some of I was thinking through are like, if you have a, a sense come over your spirit of that says you can't really expect God to hear your prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, yeah. Why you, would He listen to you? Yeah, that making an agreement with that. You, you just again now you open the screen door and there's there's a room mm-hmm. or, or or if you if you make an agreement with well my situation is just too far gone. Mm-hmm. There's there's an open door. Yeah. Uh, if you you agree with. Good things can't happen for people like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to pay off my sins of the past before God will bless me. Mm-hmm. Or uh, with all that's happening in the world, how can you believe there is a God? Or my urges and appetites are more real than God. And that that one is where the culture lives today. Yeah. So yeah. much of. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, or thinking uh, God is cruel and he only wants to make me more miserable. Mm-hmm. You, when you agree with these, you 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 open the door to agree with uh, the Bible is outdated and irrelevant for real life. Or mm-hmm. I am my struggles and my problems, and uh, I'll never change, and they'll never change. Those are just going to keep happening. Yeah. Or um, <clears throat> I need I need something else besides God to resolve my pain and struggles. Mm-hmm. I need fill in the blank. Yeah, that's uh, a path people yeah. start going down. Absolutely. Well, and the thing about it is that uh, when people lose hope, when they reach a place where they look at any of these kinds of statements Mm -hmm. and they say, there's no hope, there's no hope. And that's why the Bible puts so much emphasis, especially in the Psalms of hope thou in God, put your hope in him because he is our hope, faith, hope, love. These are the things that abide. Yeah. And again, if you if you could turn and look at mm-hmm. it from the enemy strategy side, you think, man, if I could just whisper enough things to get them to dismiss the power of God, right. the reality of God, and keep them from knowing who they really are in Christ, mm-hmm. keep them from being strong, keep them from being bold, keep them from believing a promise, then he's won That's at right. that point. Yeah, it, It's almost as though he didn't have to do much else because once you start making agreements with those, you'll, you'll self-destruct on That's your own. Right. And he knows that he can never have our soul, our eternal yes. soul, yes. if we truly are born again. And so he works on us to uh, uh, to render us ineffective as yep. much as possible. And, and uh, a, a sense of uh, not just ineffective in ministry, but even ineffective in praying, ineffective yes. in trusting. Yep. And uh, and in relationships. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Whether right. it's marriage or parenting, if you just if you if you make an agreement with, well, my voice doesn't matter, mm-hmm. or I I'm not important, or I I don't even know why I'm here. Yeah. All of those just the door just keeps opening further and right. further for the enemy to have his way, and. Sadly, then for the believer, you, you become weighed down in that moment, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and you start looking for something for relief. Right. And because the enemy is, you've made agreements with the enemy on those things, the last place you're going to look is to God to for God. your help. That's right. Because, and I can assure you, the world and the devil has plenty ooh, of alternatives. Yes. 
and uh, and so, unfortunately, people are pulled in that direction, yes. thinking, well, alcohol, drugs, yes. sex, uh, yep. all this kind of stuff. Yep. This will this will give me relief. When yep. It, yep. Again, I'll, it's the truth. Yeah, I'll turn to entertainment, to food, to social media, approval of others. You can go down the line. Right. I, I, I got to have something to relieve this tension in me, and so they they go there because they've they've already made an agreement that they can't go to God, and so sadly, this is where the enemy has a lot of Christians today. Yeah. They're stuck in that spot yeah. right there, and but it's often get dismissed yeah. as being anything related to faith. That's right, or spiritual warfare. You know? Yes, it's just. They just think, well, they're just addicted or whatever. Yes. And all addictions, especially among Christians, yep. they start with an agreement yep. to some lie and following a path of deception. Yep. And then that leads them into a, a, a life of, of substituting something yep. for faith, love, joy, peace. Yep. All the fruit of the Spirit are... Uh, or there's there the world and Satan has a substitute right. for every one every aspect of the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, and the, because they're believers, they're not going to be possessed. But man, they have become dominated. That's right. In that moment, absolutely. And it may be hard to tell the difference at that point. Yeah. They're, they're in. I don't know. I, I go back and forth because in some ways that's even more sad. Here, Here is a, a believer equipped with the spirit of God and faith and so much potential, but they're in chains and don't even know it. Yeah, they're they're right. They're dominated in that moment. Yeah. That's sad. It is sad. It's, it, and unfortunately, it's uh, it's not rare. Yeah, right. Yeah. In 2 Timothy, Paul writes and he says, there's some that they've... Um, well, let me read the whole passage here. It's starting in 2 Timothy 2, 24, 26. It says, A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and they may come to their senses mm-hmm. and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Wow, <laughs> I mean that's the very thing we're talking about. Yeah, Someone exactly. who has they they've they've they're not in their right mind. Right, they have been snared. They've been trapped because they believed an agreement. Mm-hmm. They made an agreement with a, a a lie, and then they were held. They were taken captive, and then they end up doing Satan's will. will. That's right. That's. Yeah. That whole process is described mm-hmm. there, and, and again, you go back to n- the movie Nefarious. What that's what it reveals is yeah, this whole exactly. process that happened from someone who experienced trauma. Agreements were made mm-hmm. with the evil one in that moment that provided an open door, a foothold, a trap, taken captive, and then they're doing his will. And this that's this right. person was not a believer, so they're ultimately possessed. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, for the believer, boy, it can sure lead to places of dark bondage. It sure can. In fact, uh, I think the ultimate, the ultimate uh, end of total hopelessness is uh, when a Christian, a true mm-hmm. Christian, mm-hmm. actually ends their own life. And mm-hmm. I know this is mm-hmm. a different uh, subject. Some people think, well, a true Christian couldn't take his life, but but that's that's not true. That's not true. And uh, I have known. 
I've known Christians who were, I know were devout, true yep. Christians, yep. but they begin to listen to the lie. Yep. They begin to believe the, the deceiver, yep. and they reached a point where the, when they looked forward, they saw only darkness. They yep. couldn't see anything right. alive. And I think uh, Satan is a murderer. The yes. Bible says that he is a murderer. He would love to kill us all. Yep. And, uh, but... Uh, but he, he can't. He, but he, he never comes in and, that's right, and initiates that's with right. that conversation. And he can't. That's right. And and he cannot. Uh, I probably should have said this earlier. I don't <laughs> think Satan. I don't think any demon can physically touch us. Yeah. Or force us to do anything. Yes. Uh, but it's all by deception and yes, lying. That's correct. And 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 it begins with us making agreements. Right. That's so, right. All right. So we started today. You talking about the extremes. Those yeah. who say there's a demon under every rock. Others say, no, that's not even real. Mm-hmm. What should be our view then as believers? Yeah, I think we believe that demons are real for yep. sure. And I, by the way, I really recommend Screw Tape Letters. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It's an older book. It's probably been out 60, 70 years, but mm-hmm. it is a, it's a classic mm-hmm. on the schemes and the devices of Satan mm-hmm. and and if you just read the last chapter alone, if you want to get on shouting ground, <laughs> you read the last the last letter yeah. that uh, that uh, Screw Tape writes to Wormwood, and uh, and uh, where where they have actually uh, killed mm. the patient they mm. call the the Ooh. and uh, and uh, Wormwood mm. thinks that's a celebrate something to celebrate, and I mean. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, Wormwood. Yeah. But uh, Screw Tape says no. Now he is in the presence of the one that died for him. He is. Ooh. He's bowing down to the one we hate the most. Mm-hmm. So it's a great. I get cold chills just yeah, thinking that's good. about it. Good. But uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but I think uh, we we have to be aware that there's this unseen realm. Yep. And it's just as real, and in right. some ways more real. Yes. Than the physical realm that we've seen, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's a man, in fact, he died just a few months ago. His name is Michael Heiser, hmm. and he has written several books on uh, the unseen realm, the hmm. the reality of the spiritual forces, both angels and demons, hmm. and uh, how they work in the world. Wow. Uh, I, I recommend his, yeah, his books. That's good. But, uh, uh, in fact, he has one called Demons and What They're All About or something like that. Okay. So it shouldn't lead us to a place of where we're terrified. No, no. It shouldn't be it shouldn't lead us to a place where we dismiss it. It actually from the New Testament writings, it should lead us to a place of great confidence in who we are. That's right. To pick up your weapon, put on your armor right. and fight. Mm-hmm. Uh when you get into that aggressive offensive mode, then you can start winning some battles. That's right. We're not just we're not always in the defense. We are in the offense That's mode. Right. We are we're taking back ground. So that's, right. that's why Second Corinthians 10 says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, mm-hmm. casting down arguments, mm-hmm. and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Right. That, this is the ground we should be on. That's right. So, um, Somebody asked me just recently what I thought the greatest need was in the Christian church today. Hmm. And uh, really, I didn't think about it long because I said, I think the greatest need for every Christian 
It's to know who they are yes. in Christ and what they have exactly. in Him. And yes. so when we understand the weapons that we have, yeah. and we understand our identity and our purpose in yeah. life, that's the greatest need. Yeah. It's this curious mix of humility before God, but boldness before everybody that's else, right. <laughs> especially the demonic realm. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, if, if I hear a, a burglar trying to get in my house yeah. at midnight. Yeah. Uh, I, if I didn't have any weapons of any kind, I might be a little terrified. Yeah. But if I've got uh, a half dozen uh, yeah. weapons and plus my phone to yep. call for yep. my policeman who lives next door, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not too worried about who's shaking my door. Exactly. You, you're going after them. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Well, I appreciate perspective today and the word and the truth for us. So thank you, Brother Nick. And I appreciate everybody else listening today. Hope it is helpful to you. Uh, It is, uh, as we've mentioned today, clearly this this realm is real, but we are called to be more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. We do not have to fear uh, this realm. Instead, we can be those who conquer in it. So thanks for joining us today and keep on lifting them up and living them out.